Welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. And we are socially distanced in the same room! Yay! That was a saga. Nice one, Boris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't... I ha- Right, I don't know about you. I think mm. I already know the answer to this. But I listen to all the podcasts after I release them to listen for stories. Yes. Oh, no. No, I knew you wouldn't. Um, but I, who's per- listening to that <laughs> <laughs> I purposely haven't listened to any of those ones for, for, other than like from an editing yeah. them because I want it now to be like a little what do they call it a little time capsule are we burying it well <laughs> at the end of the day I, I think listening back in the year will be really interesting to hear I don't think it'd be that bad I mean obviously it's it's sort of a little bit more maybe space between things while we're listening to each other and then... No, but you'll be just sound like you're on a CB radio. Oh, right. Like, you know, that, to be honest, I've not listened to him. So exactly, no that's idea. what I mean. It's probably like end of the world stuff. Like, <laughs> I didn't have any idea. I was like the end of the world we're beacon. Just, <laughs> we're just talking about the event. <laughs> um, I always forget to do this, but on New Year, New Me, well, New Season... We call it season three. <laughs> season season three. Well, season three. Season one was. Oh god, the last two seasons lasted so long. <laughs> no, this is season four. Season one was Chris. Season two was without Chris. Season three was the event, and now on season four. Um, so I'm Jane, and this is Gaz, and this is a podcast where we talk about nerdy things uh, all the time. Sometimes they're themed, sometimes they're not. We have a website called talknerdy.uk where we have podcasts and blogs there are some vlogs we don't do much video anymore but that might change we don't know and the green screen well you've got a green screen and we had we had by the way so many kind of like ideas for skits that we wanted to do this Mm. year and just like everything else 2020 took them from us so I think that's 2021 will be the year of the skit I think we could work on some hardcore I think the next master of movies might be a video Oh, really? Yeah. That's... That'd be interesting. Would we have Rory? Obviously. <laughs> he is real. <laughs> Most people who are like listening to this, if you haven't listened to the Master of Movies podcast, there is a mute ventriloquist dinosaur yeah. called Rory yeah. who co-hosts with me along the way. Very well. He's probably the better of the two. And because he's mute, people think he's not real. But he is. The myth will be dispelled. Well, <laughs> so we have the Chris's Comics Podcast, which is where I talk about comics with Chris. We've got a new one. Did you know about this? Is this the one with Dan Bibby? Dan and Bibby Pete? and Aesthetic Pete. Uh, yes. It's called Tell Me Again, and it's a very clever concept. They talk it? about... Shut up. Ah! I nearly did it as well, <laughs> but I'll do it anyway. Tell Me Again, and it's where they talk about something like take for example the first episode was civil war mm. and they talk about how the movie compares to the original so the comic this next episode is going to be i'm just going to say it, i don't give a shit um they're going to talk about how american idiot the broadway musical performance compares to the album as a whole 
because that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be... It's the same it, music, though. Isn't yeah, it? it is. So it's these it's, it's adaptations. So yeah, how, do, how well do that adaptations go? Um, is the quite... album not written... I know we're breaching into their territory, but mm. the album was written as to be the show, or did the show come after the album? show came after the album. Oh, right. I always thought that that album... I don't know whether I've just got my wires. You thought it was like a musical. Time. I thought they wrote it to be a musical. No. And then just naturally the show came after the album. No, I, I, I do want to say, I feel like... I've, I might be wrong. I feel like there is a couple of songs in the Broadway musical which might be original to it. Right, right, but, right. Yeah, it's like okay. the whole thing. But that's 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 us. That's our channel. Go to talknerdy.uk, like our Facebook page and shit, and then you'll get updated by me doing cool stuff like today when we're going to talk about Superman Lives and other films that didn't quite make it. Yeah. So we'll more on that later. But first, we always start with the news. News. news and this isn't start off with an interesting one I always like saying news to you guys because it's always good to breach because I go like Carl Pilkington and moan about everything I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm the excitable nerd and you are the everyman so how it compares to like what's it actually going to happen when it hits the real streets of the world so <laughs> to, Disney Plus has ordered its next animated series from Lucasfilm to be, it's called Star Wars the Bad Batch. It's a horrid name. Fresh off of the Bad critically, Batch. yeah, fresh off of the critically acclaimed series finale of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the Disney Plus original series will premiere in 2021. It follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, who were first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Members of Bad Batch, a unique squad of clones who vary genetically from their brothers in the clone army, each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinarily effective soldiers and a formidable crew. In the post-clone war era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. And that's the logo. Oh, it's a fucking horrible name, man. <laughs> no, I mean... It's Bad I mean, Batch. That's I mean, like... You know, if you get a bad batch of apples or something. It sounds like it's almost like it's the worst marketing. It's like, Ugh. it's like when there was a shop in Burska in Ormskirk that opened. It was a fruit shop, but it's mm. called Barn Owl Produce, and it was <laughs> thought that sounds like Barn Owl shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. Fucking yeah, I I don't know what to, I'm not got that far I, into the Clone I, Wars. I, even being honest, Clone Wars when I got Disney Plus was one of those. I was like, oh, I definitely watched that. And I watched a couple of episodes and then just never went back to it. So I need to crack on with that. Yeah, you do. But it doesn't excite me just purely on the name. I know. But then I don't know whether once I watch Clone Wars, will I get a bit more excited about? Well, at the moment, I'm not at all. Here's something I'm going to start doing because I don't think we ever do this. But one thing I've noticed over time is what gets attention on our socials and what doesn't. Star Wars stuff normally gets a lot of hits. I normally see a lot of likes, a lot of other social media words. Yeah. Um, this uh, got nothing. Like, uh, no one really paid much attention to this. It was seen. No one... And no one's really commented. No one really seems asked in our circle of likes and fans and stuff. I've not seen it pop up on And you've not personally seen anything. I'm kind of... I think it also sounds a little bit too much like... Both we've got a lot of shows like that already. Umbrella Academy, mm. a bunch of misfits trying to work together to solve something. Yeah. Doom Patrol, a misfit bunch put together for. I feel like it's just playing a little bit too much on a bit of a trope. That's this sounds really dumb. 
exactly the problem with Star Wars in in, in some regard to me that like the, when they're trying to like market it as a Star Wars thing, just shoehorn it in mm-hmm. rather than like obviously the Mandalorian is is glorious. Like I loved it and I can't wait for the second season and how amazing that is that we've actually got something to be excited about in the Star Wars universe because it's been a while. And then like you think this is the type of thing that doesn't excite me because this this sounds like they're just selling it because it's well, it's got it Star for? Wars name on it. Who is it for? I don't know. I mean, I still where's our Obi Wan show? I still want that with this. Give me the Obi Wan show. If anything today is going to prove from talking about what we're going to talk about today, tis better to have loved and lost till never to have loved at all. <laughs> I'd, I'd r- think I'd rather have an Obi Wan show, a Han Solo project again. Yeah. I still want the Han Solo too. Um, so yeah, that was one thing. Another thing, um, which I'll be interested to gauge you, Ready Player Two will be published as a book. I did see this. In November. Now, we disagreed on the film. We did. And you know what's quite interesting since this has come out? Mm. I decided again, we get a few hits. This got quite a lot of attention. I imagine it was. Uh, it was a big, I, massive success, the first book. And a few people put... They, Wish they'd never read the book before seeing the film. For the same reason for me, the book stood out more to them and the film then disappointed. That's ridiculous. No, but it's my... this. I understand this. There's, <laughs> I, I feel the like... separate entities. Yeah, but the book came first. This is the exact thing. Tell me again, need an episode on this. This, this is exactly the problem. I envisage and pictured far different things happening and what people look like and... The, the landscapes to what came on screen. And I was left a bit disappointed. But for those who hadn't read the book, it was completely fresh and new and that's their first look at it. And I get it, yeah, it's totally great. But I just yeah. didn't grab... You mean you were those cards and this is this card being played now. I, will I read... did read the book before the film. No, you never. Yes, I did. Did you? Yes. That's why I was so excited about the film. But I went into it thinking it's not going to be like the book. No, hold on. You told me the first book you read in ages was, what was it, Pride and Prejudice that or something? Was, no, that, the, I've been reading them books, I have. But I've read Ready Player One, like, ages ago. Mm. I did. I don't believe you. <laughs> if you want to go back, because we'll have discussed it on our podcast. Can someone else do that for me? <laughs> We're going to have to edit that bit in, please. Can someone... Goes, and Kaz read the book before the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the book. I'm excited for the book. Like, well, I, Look, I didn't think the film was as good as the book, but I did enjoy the film. I, I actually thought it was like a good bit of like escape, escapism in film. Hmm. And it obviously, it played enough to the book that I enjoyed it, but obviously it was always going to be different because I don't think the book... The only thing I remember thinking about the book compared to the film was how little the keys meant in the film. I seem to remember the keys not meaning anything. Yeah, uh, I feel like the it key... was like they just got rushed through. They, yeah, they got rushed through. It was they... almost like, wasn't it like a bit? Of the book takes where, place like, over like eighteen months. It starts where they've already got two keys or something. Yeah, I felt like they. The... And it was like I was like, whoa! <laughs> or that race, they all yeah. finish the race and get the key. Yeah, but in the book, you learn that everyone has been trying this for ages, and it still takes them ages to get the key. I, I think what they should have done, yeah. if they really felt like they had to rush through. The film to get the, all of the book in is I think they should have split it in two, mate. 
and really concentrated the first film. Similar, I suppose, obviously they're three books anyway, but similar to how Lord of the Rings... Do, Fellowship of the Ring, if you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, it's probably quite dull, because a lot of it is building the story up, yeah. as you would do in a book. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have done that, I think, with Ready Player One, but then, obviously, in today's market of, like, now, 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 now... Yeah. now it just would never have worked. It would have been panned, basically, the first film. Reckon... It would have just been the book fanboys going, yay! Do you think Do you think Spielberg will come back to do a Ready Player 2? Or... It was a big success, the film, though. It wasn't like... Mm. It wasn't... It wasn't like best film of the year and everyone is like... It made oh, no, fucking is... money. But it made a lot of money. I remember, critically, I think it did all right. It I did very well, critically, as well. Well. So, don't see why it wouldn't. But the only thing I would say is doesn't tend to come back and do films. Yeah, that's what I mean. He doesn't, he doesn't. Did he do, he didn't do The Lost World, did he? No. And Jurassic Park couldn't have been a bigger success. Mm. So, to me, that would suggest he's not going to do it. He'll be an executive producer, pass on the director to someone else, and it'll be... Like what it. was he in relation to the Indiana Jones films? Was it him? Was it, it was him and Lucas worked on the, on yeah, the films. I don't know. If I'm being honest. I can't remember that. I know that they're both on it yeah, in some way. I don't know whether, again, it sort of goes into more like he was executive producer. Yeah. I feel like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, though, is very... I feel that is Spielberg, because I'm sure he's been, he was slated, because it shows, like, oh, these are sheep's eyeballs, and it's very stereotypical Swaziland kind of mm. stuff, and it's, yeah, and it kind of, like, it's not a picture that... Needs to be painted then, and I think he got gets a little flack now for it, but I don't know. I kind of feel mm, like... It, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. If only we had a way. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. That's the news. Not Again, there's not too much news. We could talk about how the Snyder Cut's coming out, but, I mean, the Snyder Cut's coming out. It's very up in the air. I, I personally don't what think... What I did see someone mention the other day was the Joel Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Yeah, man, right. Actually, cut of that. This is well more interesting. So, because this is going into sort of Batman territory, so we are no because of Segway. This <laughs> this sort of stuff is quite interesting because the Snyder cuts happened. It's opened up a whole can of worms. So, the guy David Ayer's uh, Suicide Squad. That's there's a whole different cut of that out there, and we know it's different because like there's about Jared Leto said there was. He said there's about so an hour and a half of footage of me and Harley's romance completely missing. Mm. And you saw like clips and trailers and leaked photos are just not in the film. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for that reason. Um, and yeah, you've got so Schumacher's saying like there's a whole Batman Forever cut that hasn't been released. And I'd like some more Val Kilmer. I know Batman. you would. I mean, there's also been. I'm probably the only one. It's, maybe. <laughs> there's. I mean, we, you have seen that bit where he confronts the giant bat. Yeah, I've seen the clip of that. Yes. Yeah, but there's stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it I think be... it would be really interesting. I don't give a shit, to be fair. I love Batman Forever. And it might be that sort of, like, nostalgic, it was my first Batman film from when I was a kid sort mm. of thing. So maybe that's why I always hold it up like that but I love it I watched them all again recently well that's we're going to we were talking that's, about that's but, possibly going to be a future part yeah and um, but like I, I still think that film even though I know Tim Burton was frustrated with that film 
Mm. And especially, obviously, what with came what we're going to talk about. But like, he he was particularly frustrated with the way Schumacher took that. But I actually liked that Batman Forever, and I, I still like it now. Like, obviously, I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, Jim Carrey is the Riddler. It's oh, amazing. We may end up talking so, about that in the future, okay. Gary. Um, so that breaks. that was the news. <laughs> um, and so what happens after the news is trailers. Now, obviously, with films slowing down, and there has been quite a few trailers come out. Um, but I don't want to watch nearly hot any of them because it's all stuff I'm going to watch. Like The Umbrella Academy, I'm going to watch that. The Boys Season 2, I'm going to watch that. They're out very soon. I don't see the point looking at the trailers. But there is one trailer that I haven't watched and I did want to watch with you. Okay. It's called Star Trek Lower Decks. What on earth? Mate, the world's gone a bit weird it right like now. like a porn film or something. <laughs> <laughs> like you know like Star Trek After Hours yeah Star Trek The Lower Decks, the lower decks. <laughs> what goes on on the Lower Decks well I can see your captain's log from here so is it that yeah it's that that's the trailer oh, it's I, a cartoon I, I've, not, I've not seen this yet so we're both going into this okay. it's a volume of Strange new worlds and solving space mysteries. Let's see what I got. Some holodeck waste removal. That's clean on prison stuff. Who? Who? And said, so, do you see a captain's chip in your future? I hope so, man. Hey, if I part my hair like this, do I look more promotable or less? The Cerritos might be falling apart, but that's our job to keep it together. It's you are a natural born warrior. Okay, captain. And we're here? No, we're actually way down here. Keep it moving, Lower Decks. Next! My senior staff are always up for a challenge. Nothing like a cold beer after a smooth second contact. That's what I'm talking about! Yeah! It's better down here where the real action is. We're gonna serve side by side! An elite team. We're not really elite. We're more like the cool, scrappy underdogs. We are so getting fired for this. Attention, all Decks! Lives are at stake, but our crew is ready and focused. Oh, this is the new shuttle with the blast shield. The blast shield, the blast shield. We're going down and it goes up. So that's behind. That's canon. So they're gonna make it so it's it's tied okay. in. It's um, oh, what is with you and just there you go. So it's as far as I know, it is somewhat linked to actual characters and an actual ship that has been in the Next Generation series. What? So I think the ones on the main deck are. Right. Back, are background but main background characters. Right. So like every now and then Picard's gonna Pick Picard could, 
Picard might show up, I think. Like, I mean, let's, the other thing that links it is, let's be honest, what's his name who does Picard? He does, like, American Dad. Oh, right. He'll do... See, he, I do, I'm not a big American Dad fan. Right, so yeah, he's, a, he's got a main character on American Dad. He likes animation. Patrick and Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. And he... It's... it's oh, that's it. The Rick and Morty uh, people are behind this as well. Right. Okay. It was weird. Full. It get because mm. uh, at first, uh, uh, being honest, I'm not that massive into Star Trek. I did start watching the Next mm-hmm. Generation, and I've not got that far. Um, and I'm looking at that, I'm thinking uh, for half of it, I was thinking, is this a kids show? Because like the, the humour in it, very much looked like it was kid orientated. Yeah. But that last one at the end, I thought, ah. And that's the one I laughed at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe it's more adult-themed. But if it's adult-themed, I think it's it's tepid adult. And I think they should have gone gung-ho. Well, maybe I think they should have basically done a Family Guy Star Trek. Well, you say this, but there, I mean, there is already a Family Guy kind of Star Trek, and that's the one by the Family Guy guy who, make, who does... What the fuck is it called? The... What the hell is it? Oh, I know what you mean, but it's not a cartoon. No, it's not a cartoon. Orville. Orville, which is fantastic. He, I feel like, I'm hoping this is one of them trailers where they're not showing all the best stuff. Because I hate that. No, I I mean, I I appreciate that. I don't want them to show all the best stuff and that's the only stuff. Mm. But you have to entice people. Oh, it is. You got some cock. Yeah. One joke out of about... But it was a good joke. 15. It's a good joke. I, I, I liked that joke. But and we don't even know the context of the joke yet, and it was a good joke. I don't know. We'll see, I think. The jury's out on that one for yeah, me. I think this is one of the things where you say, who's this for? But then I would say, who was the Watchmen TV series really aimed at? Mm. Now, it that, that to me, there's so many... We know there's a lot of Trekkies. We know there's oh, a lot yeah, of Trekkies. I, I get that. I feel like you could literally... You'll have all the Trekkies turn on, and if that is good enough for the Trekkies, it will survive on that alone. It doesn't need to bring true. in any other Not true. people. It's quite a specialist. Speaking of specialist, nothing was more specialist than Superman Lives. <laughs> that was really, like, obviously... I. <sighs> Up until you recommended this documentary, I had no idea this existed. I'm surprised, as you never... So, hold on. Rewind. Well, rewind for people listening. I'm not good on the internet. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're getting to the main the main event now. And this is where me and Gaz are going to talk about... There's a fantastic documentary. I've actually reviewed this already. Not in spoilers, I don't think. I didn't... Uh, I used to do some vlogs called What's Up Doc. I don't do them anymore. I'm not interested in doing them. But I did this. And this was a real big eye-opener. And I paid for it when it originally came out. It's by a guy called Schne- someone Schnepp. I want to say his name's John Schnepp. Yeah, Schnapple. Uh, yeah, because it says Schnapple at the start. <laughs> um, he's a YouTuber. He did like a GoFundMe to make this. Uh, I was following it, and it got made, and you couldn't pirate it. And I was like, "Go on, it better be fucking good." I paid the ten pounds at the time to watch it, and I was blown away. And I was aware of Nicolas Cage having been put as Superman because as it famously shows that uh, John Schumacher no is that Joel his? Schumacher Joel Schumacher no not Joel Schumacher the fucking the guy who was going to make Superman Returns kept getting this photo out oh right yeah I know what you mean he kept that. getting I, that I photo out um, so you never saw that photo no well 
I probably thought it was photoshopped or something. Oh, like I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't really give it a second thought, like to be honest. So there was a, a film called Superman Lives that was going to come out, and it was going to have Nicolas Cage be Superman, which is already weird. Tim Burton was going to direct it. It was partly written by Kevin Smith, and it got up until three weeks before filming, and they pulled the plug. And this documentary was all about that, and I thought it's it's just bizarre. The world of filmmaking, and also the stuff that it's just bizarre. <laughs> I think it's bizarre that like they got so far. I mean, so and then far. It like pulled the plug. Now, obviously, the timeline of it, you sort of, I guess, it it makes sense, and it's sort of explained in the documentary. You know, this is post Batman and Robin, so they were a little bit. Uh, mm. comic book films oh. Oh, well you know you, you're talking Batman and Robin was an absolute disaster really mm. and then Warner Brothers obviously themselves had had some like numerously bad films on the run up to it so they got a bit scared and thought this this could be a disaster as well so we're pulling it mm. but what surprised me about that was they were also aware of how much Tim Burton had done with the Batman franchise to even kickstart it. Yeah. So why would you not trust the guy to do his own version of Superman? I think, didn't they say that they trusted him to do Batman because it's dark and because it was something mm. he would never... They just didn't trust him to handle the light as much as, so as well. That it was, but But at the same time, I kind of, I kind of get why they were scared because you look at this script... And it was fucking weird as fuck. It was truly weird, but it was so good. Some of the stuff, like <laughs> I love the idea of Brainiac being this head on legs that mm. hides in a cloak, and the cloak comes out, and he's a spider, yeah. and he just fucking and he's like got his big skull ship that goes through the sky. Yeah, that thing was cool. It was fucking sick, and then like showing how I mean, there was talk, when we talked about. Do you remember when we watched? Batman v Superman and be like God try to squeeze a lot of shit in here mm. they were trying to squeeze a lot of shit into that film but I feel it would have worked as just Superman whereas the problem with Batman yeah. v Superman he was trying to stick all these characters different stories but it felt like they were just going to take Superman on one big fuck off journey it did sort of suggest there would be some elements of like obviously they would have had a Batman to have stood at the death of Superman mm. That was in one bit, if I remember. But that would have been it, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it would have worked a lot better than mixing the characters all oh, the way. Kevin Smith's idea of having Batman... Like, I love how Kevin Smith just admits, like, I just decide to write, like, fucking... Fan fiction. What I'm going to wank yeah. to, yeah, basically. What, what, what do I want to see? And, by the way, have you ever... So, I'm guessing, if you've never seen the Nicolas Cage thing, mm-hmm. have you never seen Kevin Smith talk about this in full detail on his stand-up show. Don't think so. This was pretty much the first time I've I've seen anything much about it. So, like... I mean, the Kevin Smith bit was really interesting anyway. Because, like, I always like listening to Kevin Smith talk about it. But... Or talk about anything, I should say. But, like, the fact that he was just this, like... You know, I think it did sort of suggest this was after Chase and Amy was still very young, 26-ish, I think they said. And, you know, effectively, he he writes this script that is like, 
just for him, it's like exactly what all the comic book guys would have wanted out of the film from the comic book Death of Superman. And then, like, effectively, because he's just a comic guy to this... What was the name of the guy, the producer So guy? I wrote his name down because he was a weird guy, John <laughs> Peters. And he just literally he's turns mental. to him and goes, yeah, but I want this. I don't want I've got, Superman I've got to it, I've got it here. I've got it. One, one no flying. <laughs> Two, no suit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And three, he's got to fight a giant spider. <laughs> And like, obviously, this, me and Vicky, who watched it together, were like, literally like, who do you think's lying? Because obviously there's a bit where like, it goes, so did you actually make these three rules? And he goes, I didn't make those rules or something. Yeah. Kevin Smith goes, oh, he totally made those rules. Right. I, there was one, right. Tell you what, if you've never seen it, it's only 20 minutes. We'll pause this now. We'll watch it on YouTube. Kevin Smith will talk about this in great detail and we'll come back. But through the power of podcasting, the people at home will not know. There we go. So we just watched Kevin Smith talk about uh, Superman Lives. You can watch that on YouTube. Just put in Kevin Smith, Superman Lives. There's a two-part. It's got Spanish subtitles, but they're not noticeable. Each one's about nine minutes long. And it goes in great detail there and gives you some reminders of, yes, this John Peters guy is fucking weird. <laughs> I absolutely love the fact that we just watched that because, like, some of the stuff, like, if you watched that, yeah, and even if you just listened to Kevin Smith talk about it, you'd probably be a bit like, oh, he might be embellishing a little bit. But in the documentary, the Superman Lewis documentary, yes. he says it, and then it's edited perfectly to where it goes to John Peters, basically saying it word for word what he said. Like, the thing about the polar bear yeah. and the spider. Yeah. Like... It's just absolutely like you think, oh, you know, he must be embellishing that, and then literally it goes to John Peters going, "Spiders are the most ferocious animal." In the yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's so like what? Yeah, so let's let's just be, for people who haven't watched this documentary, yet, I really do think you should just go on YouTube, put in the death of Superman lives, what happened uh, into but YouTube. Be careful if you do, oh. because <laughs> I was told to do this. I watched thirteen minutes of Superman lives, and then two hours. I didn't watch the two hours before yeah. anyone says anything of just a man laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found one. I mean, I'm again, my one had Spanish subtitles. But one of the main points they make is, yeah, one of the things that this John Peters guy wanted was, as you said, number three, a giant spider, because it was the most ferocious animal <laughs> insect in the animal kingdom. And then he was so desperate for them to be like, and action secrets every 10 minutes. He wanted Brainiac to kill a polar bear when he goes to visit the Fortress of Solitude. But because when he was told that there wouldn't be any guards there, because why would Superman need guards? And also, it's the Fortress of Solitude. And Superman, by this point, is also dead in the film. So he's just like, ah, have him kill a polar bear. And you're, like, you're right, he does. He says it in this and he says it in that. Um, another thing I didn't know, I completely missed when watching the documentary, but we've just watched that. Mm. And again, John Peters says, like, Kevin Smith is a liar. This was filmed, like, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. He says, John Smith goes, you know why me and you are going to make a good movie? Because we're from the streets. Yeah. Right? In the documentary, he talks weirdly, randomly just says, like, oh, you know, you know, Alex Street fighting. I've been in like 50 fights. Oh, yeah. You know, I was raised on the streets. 
And it's like you were a hairdresser. I mean, even without that nugget of knowledge, I think if you're a good judge of character, <laughs> you'd probably know John Peters is the lunatic out of them. Oh, right. So, yeah, there's some of the... Let's talk about some of the main plot points, because I think that's something people will be interested in hearing. So, yeah, they wanted him to fight Polar Bear. They wanted him to... So they wanted... The birth of Superman... They wanted Superman to go for the normal thing. So he's... The concept is... Krypton explodes. He comes to Earth... That's all pretty normal stuff. There's some really cool Tim Burton artwork for like how it was quite. I really liked Tim Burton. By the way, in this documentary is really cool. I like, think he comes across really well actually. Yeah. Obviously, he is like sort of an enigma of a yeah. person. You know, some people I, I could imagine would it's think all, he's a bit of a. It's also he's so aloof, isn't he? Like, like the first thing you get when he's being interviewed that this poor guy John has been called to. I'm assuming it's Tim Burton's house <laughs> and. Tim Burton is living like Tim Burton parody. He's sitting in a dark room with sunglasses on, <laughs> yeah. with a giant gargoyle behind him <laughs> in a Victorian-looking like living room. But as the interview goes on, you see he's completely normal and down to earth. And the reference—I wrote this down. Tim's points of reference are amazing. Like how he said, "Like, oh, I don't know if we can use that. It will be too much like the man from Planet X." And everyone's mm-hmm. like. Wait, you're, you're worried people will see that connection? Like, I suppose that's like just film anorak, isn't it? Yeah, like, but it's, it's, it's the films he likes. Like, there's no way people will see it. I mean, Jesus Christ, we have so many tropes in films now mm-hmm. and stuff is lifted direct from other films. The fact that people might see uh, something that's from the man from Planet X is bizarre, but I thought that was cool. But yeah, he comes off really well. But where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, so he, he comes with all these cool-looking things from Krypton that they've looked at, have their own fashion. Did they say that in the end he maybe would have even had them look like... Um, what's that film with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he's on the run? Running Man. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> where everyone's like Running Man, like the yeah, like that kind so, of future yeah. base. Like Logan's Run. Logan's Run, that was it. That's not Logan. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, but I knew I'd run in it. <laughs> And then I realised why I thought that. Um, so yeah, he, so he blow, go, and he lands on Earth, but he never finds out. They made out like he never finds out he's an alien. Um, he just knows he's got powers. Mm. Um, that's so they omit that. And then the idea was he then discovers he has powers. At the same time, Lex Luthor... Uh, sorry, discovers he's an alien because Lex Luthor discovers he's an alien and confronts him about it. This causes Lex Luthor to... And uh, Brainiac comes to Earth because Brainiac's going to like do what Brainiac does to Earth. He, they decide to join forces to kill Superman. They do the Doomsday storyline. Where Doomsday attacks him, kills... Uh, do- Superman dies whilst killing Doomsday. And then Superman comes back to life from a machine and the suit that was in the spaceship originally... Mm-hmm. And that's where it goes really fucking weird because this suit is like nothing you've ever seen. And he goes into space to find Brainiac and save the Earth that I think he's stolen. And that's when you get all the weird shit like all these mad aliens and Tim Burton. Tim Burton in space. Which... Yeah, it, it, there was so much concept art. Yeah. Like, you just think like... And really good looking stuff, I thought. It wasn't like, you know, like... This film, when you think about it, it it's not been really pulled because oh well you know this looks shit like that's not why they've pulled it they yeah. just they just got cold feet and panicked essentially the the film studio 
But the concept art and a lot of it looked great to me. Like I, I was completely sold on a lot of the images they were putting up. I yeah. was like, that looks fucking kick-ass. There was nothing like I can't think of. Like I mean, what was quite clever was when they showed like so Tim just draws stuff and he hands it in, but he even says himself, "I know it won't look like that." Yeah. But I- it's a starting point. And they go off of that, and they even joke like that. His drawing of Superman looks like Edward. They call him Edward Superman or Scissorman or something like that. Um, But then, when you see the the picture of Edward, the what he drew was Edward Scissorhands, and then what he drew is Superman. And then what was the finished concept drawing? Mm. It's like a line of evolution, which I loved seeing that. I loved seeing the concept, like especially like because obviously Tim Burton clearly has a very like particular way of drafting his drawings and it is very much like nightmare before christmas style cartoons Mm. so it was like obviously he'd say right you know this is what i want it to look like and it would look almost like it belonged in nightmare before christmas and then obviously his guys would take it away and superman it up essentially and i loved seeing that i was like this is amazing there was it was so much stuff like and when you as you've been talking about it then, and it, it, of course at the end they're like it'll never be made. It's a shame, but you could make you could make a comic out of that. I I just want them to go back and make the film. <laughs> to be honest, like... well let's go let's go with the main talking point. I'm sure that if anyone has or hasn't watched this documentary, what is it's a it's a big thing. Nicolas Cage as Superman. Now that photo, I'll put it on the Instagram when I repost about this podcast. I'll put it up. That photo, they even address the photo being taken. Mm. It's captured on camera from another, on a video camera, the minute that photo is taken and it's possibly the worst time. It's a throwaway shot. Him in the suit and then all the suit that he come up with has all the lights and can move and everything. Mm. He looks awesome. I I was just going to say, right, when you first told me about this and like, I suppose most people would have a similar path yeah. Right, you go, oh, you know, Nicolas Cage was meant to play Superman. You go, nah. You know, yes. like, I, that was literally my reaction. I was like, there's no way Nicolas Cage plays Superman. And within about five or ten minutes, I was completely changed on that thought so process. Long. And I was just like, now, now I feel like I've been robbed of the <laughs> Nicolas Cage Superman film. Because he did, he looked awesome. I mean, the suit looked great when they'd like lighted it all up and it was doing all this. You know, the S I thought looked fantastic the way they'd like redesigned the sort of more traditional S. I was like, this this looks kick ass. This. I mean, what's what's quite funny though is when you say like, I'd poo pooed it off. Is I think most people would because if you don't give them any context. So when X Men was first being pitched. The two main people that are most famously known for have been like casting ideas for Wolverine were at the time Danny DeVito mm. as Wolverine. Yes, it was a serious casting suggestion that they were looking at Danny DeVito. What? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> because because in the comics. He's a small Canadian man. Well, no. Yeah, and the other one was Glenn Danzig from The Misfits. See that? 
isn't as far out for me. But the man definitely cannot act. Like, no, obviously, like I'm not talking about his acting chops. But the image of it, I think, the imagery you can't stop. But then you can poo-poo it off with the acting. The yeah. the, um, the Danny DeVito, the Danny DeVito, is way beyond. Like obviously, like Hugh Jackman has gone on to to be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and I couldn't even think of anyone else now. But. I mean, how different we would definitely have not got to Logan, is all I would say. I, I mean, might have, and it might just be like him trying to find his rum ham. <laughs> I just don't see it. That, that always feels like something It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia would have done. <laughs> oh, yeah, to count. Know, like... That needs to be an episode, actually. Right? <laughs> Danny DeVito plays Wolverine. Wolverine. It's like a but schniggity schnick, motherfuckers. <laughs> um... So yeah, there, there was there was that. We'll go into other casting later, but yeah, Nick Cage is definitely one where you think of him like I'm a peach, hell of a peach. Well, exactly. Like I've never seen him in anything that I could even reference to, to that. Like I've seen him in some kick-ass stuff. There was a film that came out not so long ago actually, and he was basically just a badass with a fucking gun. Yeah, I didn't oh, see that. I know. What was he not in? What's the what's uh, com- convict Connor Connor he's Connor. pretty kick ass that. he's quite heroic in that yeah. he's got the long hair as well yeah he's quite... and that was, the, that was the other thing it's like like obviously when I first saw the still of like him in the long hair I was like well I don't ever remember Superman being long haired but they actually referenced that yeah in the, in the 90s he was actually did have long hair and to be fair it's, it's, again it's, it's part of like when you're watching this film and you can see Tim Burton's like process of like working it out, and obviously Kevin Smith sort of gets dumped when Tim Burton comes in, which I think is a shame because I think he probably would have had the best fan script. And then Tim Burton, and then Tim Burton could have burned it up, but yeah. obviously they went a different way. Hey ho! But just hearing Tim Burton's process of like where he wanted this to go, and you think, well, he obviously did this with Batman originally, and how successful it ended up. How did they not just go? This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, because it looked very similar. His 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 ex- explanation of Michael Keaton was really clever. Mm. He went, everyone just dismissed and wrote off Keaton. He's like, I told like mail all the time saying you've got it wrong with Keaton, you've got it wrong. But I was always, always Bruce Wayne needs to just have. Funnily enough, the eyes of a killer, the yeah. eyes of a a guy who could kick your ass, mm. which is what this John Peters quoted as what he looked for in Superman. So yeah. I I feel like John Peters nicked that line of Tim Burton but yeah he said he was looking for that and um, he said if you look at Michael Keaton he's got that look mm. He, if you look in his eyes that's a guy who can kick your ass and, you, and it does a good shot of when he's just that bit in the in Batman where he's like being all coy and he goes let's get nuts yeah, yeah. and just that shot is enough to make you go you know what he's right yeah. you can just switch it and that's why he's that's why he's so good like we love him as Vulture mm. because he can just go from being the dad who to like instantly he, switching into again that is one of the most intense scenes is Peter Parker in the car mm-hmm. on the way with Vulture in the driver's seat. I would still say, other than Joker, mm. you can leave that because I think that obviously Heath Ledger's Joker certainly that's the most intense. I think yeah, we're gonna get of a portrayal a of a character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he is my favorite Marvel villain. 
of all of that. Oh, that I'm, I'm with you series. on that. I, I do look back and like, like, no, nothing even comes close to mm. me. Like, I think that this, we've said this and I won't go into it much, but I, I think his portrayal of like that, uh, of Vulture is, is easily the best Marvel villain that we've, we've seen in the whole mm. franchise. And you think their villains are quite throwaway, I think, a lot of the time. But that one sticks, man. And that's like, he was, he was like, he's just, a, he's a fantastic actor. And I, obviously, you know, that shows Tim Burton's methodology of like just picking something and going, well, that's what I need out of the person. If he's seen that in Nicolas Cage, yeah. I've, I've got faith, man. Well, Nicolas Cage after this, he has played Superman since. He's voiced Superman. Yeah, but that's not the same. I know, but it's close. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, some of the, Things are like we I've briefly talked about the costume, but the the costume ideas were insane. Like he's got this mirror, kind of like mirror scale, yeah, like lizard scale suit that lights up, um, and he made out that it's actually part of him. Like he's like almost like a cyborg because yeah. it's keeping him alive. And um, the aliens he goes and fights, or is meant to go and like see, look like something. Literally out of like Tim Burton's nightmares. These... That's what you you always think as well. Like, I wonder how much they actually spent. Like, obviously, oh god, not yeah, anywhere no, on... in the scale of what they would have spent on the granted. research and the production. But you think like they must have spent a lot of money on the build up to this because like some of the concept design that's not cheap, is it? Like, so how did they get so far? I still, I still bit baffled. I me think what they made, said but... was what they said was so all these. For those who haven't watched it, they essentially Univ- is it Warner Brothers mm-hmm. that year struck out so so many films like I can't even remember the names of the films that struck out because they didn't hold. Well, more. yeah, they're, they're not yeah. they're not very big films. Like, um, obviously, the the biggest probably they mentioned is Batman and Robin. Was yeah, sort of a ba- failure. So Batman like, and Robin is a failure, and they go right, and he's he's basically said someone walked down and was like. We need to look at the script. We've not even looked at what you're doing. They were basically just giving Tim Burton was giving free reign and a studio, and he was three weeks away from filming, and no one from Warner Brothers had even bothered to walk in and check everything was going cool. Yeah. And someone walked in and just went, "What the fuck are you guys <laughs> doing? This is not safe at all." Yeah, but I I loved the line where it basically said Tim Burton was really pissed off. Because Joel Schumacher had managed yeah. to ruin his Batman franchise and his Superman franchise yeah, he with felt. one fucking film. Yeah, he just took he just took everything and ruined ruined what I'd made and what I wanted to make. <laughs> and that that's the saddest line is the very last line of Tim Burton going when he says something like, "Do you think you'll ever make it? You ever get to do it?" And he goes, "All I'll say is I'll be probably ninety years old." Sitting in the same chair going, Oh, one day I'm going to make my <laughs> Superman film. And I got in my my heart broken too yeah. at that. Because I thought, Christ, he must really hate the fact he never got to do it. I also think though, like, it's easy to go like, you know, oh, well, why wouldn't it just be made now if there's enough people that... It was lightning it? in a bottle. But, yeah, exactly. Like, I think, you know, you wouldn't ever be able to get really Nicolas Cage now he's older to sort of play it now he had to be a younger man who's like a modern Nicolas Cage I mean 
Is anyone as weird as him, but as good as him? Like, Nicholas Cage? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh my god! Shia LaBeouf is Superman. <laughs> that is the film now. We Holy shit! That could work. Because he can act. The motherfucker can act. And he's so weird. That would be... That's our Superman. Shia LaBeouf. Superman. Do you know what? If we emailed Shia LaBeouf... He'd be down. <laughs> I think he'd probably... We've got a green screen! <laughs> I actually think he would come. I think he's he would. He's been to Liverpool before, you know. Yeah. And he just seems to do these odd films, doesn't he? Oh now? my god, we need to write a script. Yeah. Okay. We could, well, we'll work on that tomorrow. Yeah, let's just get that on. Um, things I wrote down to remember to mention. Um, so at the very beginning, you had a Scottish man talking. Yeah, who was he? So he's Grant Morrison. He's a yeah. comic book writer. Right, he, right. he wrote a lot uh, of comics. I feel like he was wrote Death of Superman and that's why he involved him. Ah. If I'm wrong, Chris will tell us, no doubt. Yeah, I don't um, know who he was. I don't even think it was explained that well. It do, yeah. Does it say? His it name does say. I think the did, issue you have is... missed it completely. Well, uh, the issue I have on the free one you watch on YouTube is the Spanish subtitles cover his name. Right, right. But um, he... He, maybe you, you watched some of that and then you stopped. So yeah, did you, you probably skipped past yeah. that. Yeah. He, um, the, the thing that I thought was very ironic was he talks about how before, like, Batman comes out with Tim Burton uh, and how The Dark Knight comes out is that comics are all bright and happy and cheery and then they're a bit too campy and they need to get, like, not gritty, but he says it needs to be darker and more down to, down to earth. Um, and he talks about how this was going to be dead exciting. Superman could have been that. How it's exciting to have a dark world and Superman is the light in that rather than the whole world be campy. And it's a really ironic comment because he has since rescinded on that kind of attitude. Mm. He's now of, he's worked for DC and he was on the last project and everyone's like, he thinks comics should be bright again and happy again. Um, so I thought that was cool. As soon as he said that, I was like, ooh, that's a bit weird. That hasn't aged well for you. Uh, another thing was... Tim Burton, as we talked about, how he's he has a very good like way of like casting and mm. his thought process, but sometimes it doesn't go right. I noted that he did originally want Sammy Davis Jr. to play Beetlejuice, as he said in this. Oh yeah, and do you know what the other interesting casting choice within this was? What was Chris Rock was playing? I remember the being a bit. Oh, um, Chris Rock as. Oh god, that stupid Jimmy Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen. Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, wasn't it? Or was it Os- Oslin? No, Jimmy Olsen. And with Kevin Smith like going, he's like, hey, guess who got a part of Jimmy Olsen? And he's <laughs> yeah, in my movie. I goes, loved that. What? Who? Who you did? Go, Why not me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that on the list of people, they had like obviously they had like a white guy cast, mm. but then they put in in letters. If black, and then <laughs> choices, and it was like well, that is so bizarre to see that written down. If he's black, we'll if, if we decide uh, that Ke- the character will be Kevin Spacey, would have been Lex Luthor, which... and obviously he ended up being Lex, and Luthor. he's the best part of that entire film. Yeah, and look, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I think. Well, who did they say about Brainiac? Brain- who came up? Oh as well? shit! Who did I didn't write that down? Who did they want for Brainiac? That was a Christopher fucking Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken. And like, do you know what? Right, this, I feel like we've missed out <laughs> on what was possibly the best film of the 90s. Superman. 
<laughs> hey, Superman. It's crazy. <laughs> I just, do you know, like, Warner Brothers were worried that it was going to be another bomb. How would this not have been a success? I, I, it would have at least Tim been Burton's a cult director. classic. Oh, mate. I think what hadn't helped was Mars Attacks had also kind of bombed as well. And that had a, I always thought that must have done quite I well. I don't, I feel Mars Attacks, if Unless I Unless that's just on. one that everyone loves. Everyone loves, but, but I don't think it did as well. And I had a lot of people in. Um, I remember that sort of coming out and everyone loving it. That was like, yeah, but I mean, I remember, here we go. So it was 70 million budget, mm-hmm. but it made 101 million back. Well, that's all right. It is, but then you attempt, you take into account with marketing and everything, it probably broke even. Mm. I would have thought that would have been all right. Um, the film grossed 101 million in box office totals, which was seen as a disappointment. Um, but it did earn multiple nominations and awards. Well, there you go then. But that was star-studded. You had Michael J. Fox, yeah, Jack yeah, Nicholson, um, Tom Jones. Jack Black was in it. Jack Black. So even if you put in a star-studded cast at the time, that didn't... I ex- do understand that, but... Oh, just, I, I just know. Because you know, because he's now played it, that Lex... Uh, Luther would have been... I almost that... said Lex Luger then. <laughs> Shows how much I'm listening to wrestling lately. Uh, but it shows that he would have been absolutely bang on. Mm. I have absolute faith in Nicolas Cage, by the way, because I think he looked fucking mint yeah. in, in when you actually see it. And that's things like, obviously, this picture that does the rounds, that, like, obviously, oh, Cage is but, uh, Superman, sorry. And it's like this what, horrible picture. And yeah. obviously, this picture, taken out of context... He's not well. even got his eyes he, properly he's open. He's like, yeah, it's, he, he looks like... He's not obviously looking at this camera because he's looking at another camera. And then, like, even they say, like, massively in this documentary, look, this was just a suit tryout. It, was, it wasn't It was the finished suit. The, the long it hair was like, was like a wig that yeah. they would style later. Yeah, it wasn't it, even styled. You know, it wasn't meant to ever see the light of day. And yet people are going, oh, look what this would have looked like. And yeah. it's like, that shows, though, as well. Like, they were obviously talking about, you know, the internet wasn't a massive as it as it probably is now like you think about like yeah. the whole Batfleck thing and when like Batfleck got announced and it's exactly that it's just ferocity it's like what this can't happen sort of yeah, thing yeah. and like this was sort of like that well we've got that now that. again we've got that with fucking sparkle knickers well it happens with everything doesn't it like yeah. and to be fair we're all probably guilty of it at some point like i i know i can hold my hands up and say when matt smith became doctor who i was like fuck off no <laughs> <laughs> and i have been made to eat humble pie ever since because yeah. he is one of my favorite ever adaptations of it i'm trying to think if i because i don't often admit i'm wrong anyway but if i've ever like been that annoyed where I've just been like ah this has pissed me well, off well I've never done it ca- in that regard ca- but... ca- I feel Jared Leto pushed me when the first picture of him came out that famous mm. one of him like that oh where god where he's pulling that Macaulay Culkin do you like I'm not that his... fond on his performance I, I like parts say. of it I like parts of it but I thought you were about to say like well I actually liked it but no, like that, 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 was mean, one... I, that was one again though like you know like you, you sort of but the only thing I would say is that actually ended up, for me well, at least, being validated. But I, I still was of the attitude of, well, it doesn't look right, but I still want, want to see it before I do the judgment. Yeah, like, no, I agree. And that's, uh, you know, maybe the Matt Smith thing has taught me a lesson. Like, even with 
the new Batman. That's what I mean, Robert uh, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. And he, to be fair, like, probably in my own head without typing it on the internet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like one of these keyboard warriors. But I probably in my head thought, mm, but the more you think about it, it makes total sense. Yeah. He's got a very cold sort of character in Twilight. So for me, if he ended up being like almost that sort of like very cold scent, that would totally work for Batman. He's got the right figure. He can brood. You know, like he's got the jawline that will stick out. That's the only thing I would ever say about uh, Batfleck is the jawline just does nothing for, for Batman. No. It's, it's not a, a very... With the bum chin. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. Like, I, I remember seeing a picture of it again recently, and I actually like his portrayal of it. I, t- I can't... Was it Batman versus Superman was the first time he... That's the one where, out. yeah, with the fucking... And the warehouse scene. Like, oh, do you know what? Like, it's actually... You know, it portrays quite well, but when you see pictures of it, it just doesn't work <laughs> for me. No, there is... It's like... But... I mean, it's all the stuff in this. I, I did. I wrote down a ton of notes here. Um, when they were talking about, they wanted to get rid of the underwear, the red underwear he had, and some of the ideas yeah. they were playing around. At one one point, they were looking at him having like basketball Lakers shorts. Oh God! Yeah, I remember that. It's just not in any sense. Like I feel again, that was John Peters. You feel again. like okay? Let's try things out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would have been a disaster. This is this is what's fascinating about this documentary because every time it starts off with, it just gives you like a, a something that makes you go, oh, Jesus wept. But then it correlates, it juxtaposes and goes, but in the end, mm. they start looking at this, this and this and it builds you up and you go, oh, I'm, am I having faith in Hollywood? Am I having faith in creativity? And then it goes, but then they looked at this. And, oh, God. Think- and I think the thing is as well is like you see the process of like like obviously like a big Hollywood film and you imagine that there will be a bit of trial and error and like obviously the John Peters thing like that is exactly what I imagine oh, if someone man. goes in with a script you've written and he just goes yeah but we need a big fucking spider in the third act that, like, that literally to me suggests most producers are probably like that well, he takes a call in the middle of the yeah. interview. Oh, God, yeah, that was so annoying. And I can tell Schnepp Schne- just left that in. I'm like, if you're going to do that, I'm going to just leave yeah, it in. Yeah, exactly. And I think he was right to because it proper shows. Like, look, I'm not, I don't know John Piers, but he doesn't come across well. Of, of all the people in this, I think most people come across quite well. Yeah. Like, all the concept designers come across really well. I think like Kevin Smith comes across really well. Even the guy that takes over from Kevin Smith, who basically sort of says like his script was a bit amateur, the guy, the guy comes who, off quite well. And the guy who took over from that guy, yeah. who ended up technically getting a can, goes, I bumped, bumped off most of that and then started going down this. And he should be the enemy. But as you talk to him, you go, ah, it's just the rung of the ladder. Yeah. He's been brought in and you know what? He's got some fantastic ideas mm-hmm. and he had a good idea, some good designs. And even the bit where it says, John came in one day and just took the finished model of the ship and the next day, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, he well knew yeah. they were getting shut down and was like, well, I'm taking this then. <laughs> and didn't tell Yeah, he definitely is the villain of the piece. Yeah, like, him like saying, well, oh. it's weird because obviously you'd think, oh, well, maybe the villain is the reason we're not 
we don't have this film in our hands, but it's really not his fault. No, because he, if anything, he said he went in there and threatened people. He was yeah. like, make my fucking movie. <laughs> I'm about to have my dream. And they were just like, oh, Wild Wild West. You can have, you can have Wild Wild West. I love the fact as well, that never came up in... Superman the Limbs It does, but it's so... It doesn't touch I don't remember like, that at all. But obviously in the Kevin Smith ones we've just watched, there's this bit where obviously he references the fact that John Peter's next film after this was Wild Wild West. Big fucking spider at the end of it. Big giant spider. So, oh, what? <laughs> he had to get it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like... I've, where are we? Oh, yeah, this is perfect time. So, I did a load of research... And I thought, it's quite funny that you even said, like, oh, Nicolas Cage, but now looking back, it would have worked. I'm going to give you a load of films forward to this, that I? were never made, but were heavily... We'll start off soft, okay. and we'll go bigger. So this is films that were just never made, not not casts that were made, but then they changed the They person. were production... Didn't Nothing was as far along as that remotely right, right, right. no I'm lying one of these is really far along actually um, but yeah the, so the, we're not talking about like sort of you said they're like obviously they were making Wolverine Danny DeVito it's not going to be someone where a film was made no 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 no, right, no, okay. no. so we'll go with we'll go I'll try and do this as like as a segue as possible start with um, there was going to be well, I've got my notes here so all I've got on this soft one in the late 2000s they were just they were looking at making Batman v Superman then right okay right? so but, this isn't the Batman versus Superman we got no before there was a DC universe and all we know is that Colin Farrell would have been Batman I think that would work Jude Law would have been Superman mm, you don't no. like Jude Law I'm not a big Jude Law fan yeah I'm really not I don't know how well that would have worked because what I... was Jude Law in recently? Um, he was someone. Like he was a in villain. Captain Marvel. He was in Captain Marvel That's it. as Marvel. Yeah. Didn't like it. Yeah. So I mean, no, that one... no, that even proves to me he wouldn't have made a good super. Now I know he was a villain. In He's that. a villain, but he he is at some points in like a suit. Is he not? Yes, he is. And I didn't like it. Did it just look like Watson in a suit? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I don't see Colin Farrell, although I am looking forward to his Penguin. I think he's a villain. I think Colin Farrell's a villain. I, I just, think that could have worked. I can't see Colin Farrell as a hero. Even but a, a, actually, an to be fair, now that Penguin is mentioned, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Mm. But I just don't know. I think that could have worked. Well, how about this? Sticking with Batman. So that would have. He would have been Batman over Batfleck. But that's the interesting thing there. So yeah, this there was pro- problems because then um, they started. I think this was around the time that the Nolan films were about to come out, and they were just like, ah, there's a better oh, idea. Oh, so right, 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 right. So yeah. this was even pre that or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ah, well, yeah. no, then because because let's face it, Nolan's yeah choices went very well. Well. Thank you for the excellent segue. That was going to be better than mine. <laughs> um, before Nolan was considered, they were going to genuinely go ahead and go with uh, Aronofsky, who you might know from doing... Um, oh, my God, I didn't write down the films he did. Uh, Aronofsky, hold on. Uh, mm, do you know the name? No. Aronofsky. I probably know the films. Why does it not write down the films that he's directed? 
because I'm terrible at shit like this. Um, oh, here you go. Mother. Oh, this guy. Black Swan. Right, right. The well, wrestler. Obviously, now this is interesting, this. Now, I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? Aronofsky. Okay. Um, oh, what would that have been? Batman. Because, like, if you think about all of his films, mm-hmm. is it him? That's what I double check before. Just, just say they. It's they. easier. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, like, Mother is crazy batshit. What the fuck? Your cat looks freaked out by this revelation. <laughs> just sat there like, what? Like, I, you know, I like a weird film. And Mother is right up my street. Yeah. Now, I've seen people talk about Mother and go, what the fuck is that shit? Because, like, it is, it's just, unless you're that way inclined to go, I just want madness for two hours. Yeah. It's just too much. Imagine a Batman like that. Well, I've got even more in that. So, the script would have been by Frank Miller, who wrote um, Batman Year One and The Dark Knight. Right. The comics, right? So, it's rumoured that it would have been Batman Year One, the film. So, it's this is what... Matt Reeves' Batman is also meant to be Batman Year One. So, the idea is it's Batman just starting. And they were looking at Joaquin Phoenix to play Batman. Ooh. Which, obviously, he's ended up becoming the villain. <laughs> Joker. Now... Joaquin, circa 2000s. 2004, he probably would have been... I don't think I see him as Batman, though. I d- you see this, but he's so versatile. Like, I don't... No, I know, and like, I, I really like Joaquin Phoenix, but I do... Whether, I'm not just saying it because he's the Joker now, mm. but I, I would see him as a really strong, quirky villain, like a Riddler, or like if he wouldn't mm. have been Joker, like a Riddler or something, but... Just don't see him as Batman again. I think like Batman's got like a certain type, in in a way. Like I know obviously this is the whole thing we're going on about. Like oh, you know, you shouldn't like just pigeon. I know, right? This is what I thought was dead interesting about when you said that. I couldn't imagine Joaquin Phoenix in a bat suit. I just don't see it. Well, it it nearly happened. Um, Sticking with, we'll stick with DC. and the one again that was close to being very close to being made in two thousand eight, um, George Miller, who did you know the Mad Max films, mm-hmm. he was going to do a Justice League film. Okay. Um, when was this? Two thousand and eight. Okay, so this is. It would have crossed Nolan's over at the same time as Nolan's Batman's were coming out, and had a different man playing Batman in it. Oh, I don't like this. This is a, this is the thing I don't like that's going on at the moment. You can look at pictures of it. It would have had Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Martian Manhunter, The Flash, and Aquaman, and I think the enemies were Ra's al Ghul and someone else. Did we have people for this, though? There is a full cast list. I don't know any of them. I didn't write them down. Um, I did not know any of their names. All right, okay. Um, and the well, cost... That's interesting. The, well, you say that, again, again, 2008, Nolan Films are out. The costumes look like something off a Broadway musical. Oh. It looked highly bright and campy. 
Right. Like, weird. So, like, almost like going back 60s? Yeah. It style. Was, well, Superman Returns style, funny right, enough. Right. Like that. Um, he, and also, it was like, they had the costumes, they were on set in Australia, they were going to film, like, two weeks, and it got pulled, because I think they looked at Iron Man, and, or, and then they looked at the Nolan films, and were like, we don't want to confuse people away from Nolan. Mm. And I think they were beginning to look at, wait, Marvel are building a universe. Yeah. And that's when Troubled Waters happened. And then DC decided we were going to try and build a universe. Yeah. That um, went well. That went fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> no issues there. Um, sticking with DC, funnily enough, <laughs> four years prior though, Again, these are the people making the big decisions and going, oh, we don't want to do that because they've got this coming out, so let's be smart with our money. Same people four years ago tried to do a Green Lantern movie in 2004. Is that before Green Lantern came out? That is is before Green Lantern came out. Uh, Which Green Lantern? Hang on, there's two Green Lanterns. There's been like six Green Lanterns, but it would have been Hal Jordan Green Lantern, the main one. When was the one with... um, Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan Reynolds. You're thinking of Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Now, it's funny you brought this up because I did write this in brackets because I think this is what the film went on to be. Right. So, in 2004, they looked at doing a Green Lantern film. It would have been Green Lantern's very first film. Never had one before. It was going to be a comedy even though he's an intergalactic superhero. He's quippy, but he's not funny. It's He's like... He's not even like... He's maybe Shazam funny at mm. the most, but they were going to go full-blown, like, slapstick comedy and have Jack Black play Hal Jordan. So that basically is what ended up being Green Hornet, then? Yeah, this is what I wrote oh, down. Yeah. I went, did this become Green Hornet? Did to they... be fair, like, I probably need... I, you're, you're probably going to say, oh, don't watch it because it's shit or something, mm. but I think I've got really confused here. Because I always thought that Seth Rogen was in Green Lantern, but not as Green Lantern. I don't. But I thought he was like his side. Or he might have been. No, I feel like Seth Rogen might have been in Green Lantern as one of his well, mates. In, in our span of sort of 20, 30 years, hmm. how many Green Lantern films have there been? One with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's it. Whoa, that's weird. That I must be thinking of Green Hornet then. Yeah, you must be the second Green Lantern. Fucking hell! <laughs> so you go your two iterations of Green, and I say which one you like. Are you is Green Lantern like are you talking about the one where he has a ring, flies through space, intergalactic space traveler, saves well, the, you, uh, galaxies? Or do you mean the one? Like. Or do you mean the one where he has a techie car and has an Asian uh, <laughs> a driver oh. who does most of the work for him? Well, call me John Peters, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't like Green Hornet either. I remember, remember we watched that together in the end. I've definitely seen it, but for some reason that that you know what my brain's like oh, yeah, merged half the time. So. Um, at the time, Ryan Reynolds was not going to be cast because he was being looked to play the Flash in two thousand and four. I could see that. I could see that. To be fair, yeah. uh, especially that young, you would have been you would have been more athletic looking, not muscly. Yeah. So I think that could have worked. It just hit production hell. Luckily, that curse has not continued for The Flash. <laughs> um, and the final one in our DC ones, the Wachowskis. Are you familiar with those? Not one little bit. Matrix, mate? Okay. 
directors. Yeah, that's fine. You remember that? I'm not a massive Matrix fan. Neither am I. They wanted to do Plastic Man, the film. Plastic Man is like Mr. Fantastic, but DC's version. Right, okay. They would have had Keanu Reeves as Plastic Man. <laughs> of course they would. They fucking... <laughs> they love the bastard. <laughs> and they wanted total creative freedom... In, so they were going to invent the baddies. Do you know who would have been good at Plasticine Man? Who's Plasticine Man? <laughs> Go <No>. on. Fuck off. <laughs> That's like a dated UK joke. <laughs> You've just ruined like nine tenths I of our audience. I love these jokes. Last nine tenths of our audiences would not have liked that. So, you yeah. could make a new jingle there. Gaz is these jokes. <laughs> um... So let's go over to Marvel. Now Marvel so amazingly hasn't wasn't that bad in the sense that I feel no one said no at Marvel. We're gonna do this one day. I've always said this. Mm. Um, I'm just waiting for the right time, but I feel like Marvel just greenlit every film. So no matter how bad it was, what, what in, res- in respect of before they became. Oh no! So what I mean is, look, I've got like pages here of DC films that. And with a whole documentary yeah, about where the plug got pulled because of Warner Brothers, who were going, no, you can't make that stop. Marvel were just coming out with films like you've got Howard the Duck, the film. You've got a Captain America film from 1992, which is bizarre as fuck. I've not you've seen got that. Fantastic Four from the 1990s. Yeah. You've got Daredevil where Ban Ban Affleck plays right, a god eyed Daredevil. So we're talking pre-universe. With pre-universe and because, also... Because, like, that was... I was going to say, like, obviously they're greenlighting them now. Yeah. <laughs> but they were greenlighting them then. No one said no to Marvel for some reason. Um, so there's not many they didn't get to make, but I'm just going to give you a few here. I'll be honest, they're all Spider-Man. <laughs> Other than... And I think you'll... I don't know if you remember, but when X-Men, Orig- X-Men Origins Wolverine come out, it was going to be a whole... Series of films, its own franchise, X Men Origins, exploring the origins. Yeah, I seem to remember this, but and it didn't do very well. Did no, it? Wolverine killed it. Mm. Um, Magneto was going to be the next one, right. and it had a whole script. And the rumor is that became X Men First Class because if you look at the beginning of X Men First Class, it's like an origin story of Magneto. Magneto right. Yeah. Um, so literally, for Marvel, it's just Spider Man. Um, where do I begin? <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll start with where you know Spider-Man best. So, the trilogy that we grew up with. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. We all know there was going to be a Spider-Man 4. It was meant to happen. So, this would have been as part of Tobey Maguire, but Rainy then verse. it would have been a new Spider-Man. No, it would have carried out. It would have been, t- it would have been Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and it would have been right, in the Rainy verse. It was going to be Spider-Man 4 and the Spider-Man 5. It was going to be a two-parter. It was going to have the Vulture in it and Mysterio. Okay. The Vulture was going to be played by John Malkovich. Ooh, that could have worked. That could have very worked. And yeah. Mysterio was going to be Bruce Campbell. Who's that, sorry? So the guy from Evil Dead who appears in every oh, one of the films. Yeah, 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 yeah. The idea that was leading up because he's in each film and he plays a different character. He plays like a waiter and he plays um, a guy at a door stopping him and the idea is that he's been watching Peter from afar and has figured out who he is. That's interesting. And it was going to be like... That's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that could have worked. 
Mm. And the only thing I would say is, when you start getting into four and five territory of franchises, mm. and even though like I know it's been spun back and another person's come and done it, and then you know they've done it again and whatnot. But I think if it would have been like Spider-Man four and five, it would have had to have. I just don't see how like any franchise once you get to that number of films, it becomes a bit stale. Yeah, well, if it would have been, you know, like oh well, we're rebooting it and doing it in that way. I, I don't know. I don't know how. They well, I feel it. there was John Malkovich though. There was some pushback. That's back. the level of intensity that <laughs> Keaton has. Yeah, that could have definitely worked. I feel like the, all I've read up on this is there was some pushback. And Raimi did not get on with the Sony ideas and eventually just went, fine, fuck it, and walk off. And rather than go with Raimi's and try and carry it on, that's when they went to reboot and did Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Um, Which brings me nicely to Amazing Spider-Man 3. Now, why did this not get made, Gary? Why did they not make Amazing Spider-Man 3? Well, I didn't like the Amazing Spider-Man. No, neither did anyone. So it never got made. So, amazing. I assume it's that. Did but, they actually make an amazing Spider-Man two? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. They did, and that really killed it. And guess what, Gary? You'll love this. Oh, I've God. got the I've got the plot of Amazing Spider-Man three. Brilliant. It was going to focus on Pete's blood being magical. It. Sorry. <laughs> now I had to look into this with John Peters producer <laughs> Yeah, I had to look into this to see if it wasn't just the wording no it wasn't going to be about it being genetically better or genetically enhanced as it was kind of picked up on in the second film where Green Goblin wants his blood to make him better it was going to turn out that Pete had magic blood what and don't worry though don't worry you know that he had that kind of his great chemistry with Gwen Stacy but obviously she died didn't mm. she Gaz she died and was buried Gaz she's buried Gaz <laughs> she was going to come back as a clone oh fuck off oh, yes oh mate do you know do you know like obviously there's a lot of these films that I wish would have been made that is not one of them definitely I'm not I'm so happy this didn't happen oh. I would have been Screaming at the fucking cinema screen. That sounds awful. Oh, mate. Yeah, awful. Um, but, you know what? <laughs> you do what you wish was made. Um... <laughs> so, James Cameron in the 90s, mm-hmm. one of his many projects he never got going okay. with, um, was going to do a Spider-Man film. Interesting. He wanted Leonardo DiCaprio as Peter I've Parker. I've heard about this, actually. Yeah. So obviously this is young Leo. Now young I still don't Leo. think it would have necessarily worked because I, I really like Leonardo DiCaprio. Fantastic right? actor. And everything he's in, if I'm being honest, most of the time, it's very, very. I struggle to think of films <laughs> he's in. It's very. S- <laughs> I lost track very of where I was going. I, I lost track of where I was going. But anyway. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, gee. Leonardo DiCaprio was very... No? <laughs> You're a fucking gimp. <laughs> right. So, what I was saying was, everything that he usually picks is very good. Yeah. But how far along was this? It was, was this just... He was mentioned. This is... He was... They were really seriously... This is... The problem with James Cameron is he always comes up with ideas like Akira. 
Mm. When we went to see Akira, Alita, sorry. Um, oh, the Battle Angel. Battle Angel, yeah. yeah. So he got, he wanted, he saw the anime of that in the 90s, early 90s, and had been trying to get that going since about two years after that. Yeah. And we obviously didn't see it till 2019. So it's probably worked because I, you think, like, obviously, just in the sense that, like, the way that film was probably needed a lot of. Now, this is again picked up perfectly on that. He didn't believe they could ever make it how he wanted. And his first experiment with that was uh, what's the fucking the blue one? Blue? The gym. Avatar. Avatar. Avatar was him going, right, I want to see if we can make it so you believe as a whole person mm. and it's 3d and that was his big that was like research for alita and there was another film where he kind of looked at that as well um so i feel like he would have been doing research and so he probably went you're taking far too long man we need to do something so we had leonardo DiCaprio's peter parker and for doc ock arnold schwarzenegger oh my word 90s arnie i think that could have worked definitely <laughs> Peter. Now, I know, obviously, it didn't it work me. in the sense Dr. of... Dr. Octopus! We got an Arnold Schwarzenegger villain. And it wasn't very good. I so maybe I'm being a bit generous there. I know. Suggest he would have got Dr. Ock, right? But I feel Doc Ock is also a very similar kind of character in the sense that he thinks he's doing what's right mm. to save the world, but he's... I mean, it's one of them... Like, obviously, I watched Batman and Robin recently. And I, honest to God, thought I was going to watch that film and think, it's not that bad. It's fucking worse. <laughs> Honestly, if you watch I it I thought it'd be right up your street, that No, film. right. On, it just annoys me. With the credit card? Oh, God. We're Every, talk, I don't want to talk about it because we're, we're going to do it. Podcast, but, we are. Oh, man. Honestly, it's, as, it's not as bad as I remembered. It's worse than what I remembered. Well... Do you want so, to... He's part of that, so surely I've got to pan that one. Yeah, pan that. Um, I'm going to just step away for a moment from Spider-Man, only briefly, because I just noticed a tiny little note I wrote. So let's take you back to the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, the glory days. Mm-hmm. They were looking at making a Black Panther film in the early 90s. Wow, well, that would have would been you believe? in the early 90s, yeah. And who was going to play T'Challa? Wesley Snipes. Yes! Wesley Snipes <laughs> was going to play... This is like that, that thing of like... I remember seeing a comedian talk about this. Right. I, I can't remember which one. But he... I'm pretty sure it must be Dave Chappelle. Right. And he said something like, there's only ever three black guys on the scene at a time. <laughs> and you have to take it in turns as to what role you do. <laughs> so it's like, obviously, Eddie Murphy's really big. And then, like, basically, like, oh, I'm trying to think who... Chris Rock. Come. Chris Rock comes along and it's like, ah, damn! <laughs> now I've got to give way to this guy. This is what... Wesley Snipes, if you're talking about action black guy, 90s... So it's just Wesley, it's Wesley Snipes, Snipes and... There's one other fella. Come on. Denzel? Yeah, but that's a different type. Yeah, but still, it was like... If it you're was talking about, like, superhero, I wouldn't imagine no. Denzel Washington... Denzel could have been like... the bad guy. I yeah. Denzel could have... Oh, why's that never happened? My man. That would be sweet. There you go. Imagine, like, they just completely fuck, like, 
Oh. Everything. Like, obviously, if black. <laughs> like, written in bold <laughs> Sorry, but instead of, like, the, the, the Marvel's What If show, instead of called What If, it's just called If Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a black Joker, and it's Denzel Washington. Oh. Dude, that sounds sick. Just do it, like, well, yeah, we promote equality and stuff. Like, let's just, com- let's just, let's just get, recast all these films what would have of the actors of their time if they'd been black and yeah but that <laughs> instead of what if <laughs> if black um, well this next one kind of ties in with that because I don't know whether he, he would fit in with that or if he wouldn't so at one point going back to Spider-Man mm. to close this off someone really 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 Wanted to play Spider-Man. Michael Jackson. Yes. No. He wanted to play Spider-Man so much, he attempted to buy Marvel so no that he could way. cast himself Oh, how interesting! in his own be. Michael Jackson Spider-Man film. I mean, that... Does that fall into if black or if white or if don't matter if it black or white? Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why he wrote the song. It was just because he wanted to play Spider-Man so much. That cat is... That cat is fucking huge now. That that isn't fluff anymore. That is lard. That's a heavy fucking cat. Um... (laughs) So yeah, Michael Jackson. Well, I mean, I think we me. could universally say that would have been shit. I guarantee he would have moonwalked up a wall. Mm. I guarantee that would have been a scene. Stop that cat now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's literally. I mean, do you want? Oh, guys, the cat's actually suffering now because it's caught. Get Help it! Bloody claw off it's the got blanket! It's got his claw stuck. Oh, what are you doing? There you go. Um, so yeah. What have you learned, Gaz? In all I've this? learned not to judge a book by its cover unless I want to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that we just shouldn't cast Arnold Schwarzenegger in anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's a Spider-Man in the early 90s. No, just In which no. case, everyone could have played Spider-Man. I, I just, I'm just picturing the bit where Doc Ock just can't contain like that giant sun he's made and like Leonardo DiCaprio's got... Who Kate Winslet, who would be um, MJ, and he's holding her, and he's like, I-, "I can save you," and Arnie just turns around and goes, "Get out!" <laughs> I'm gonna do a John Peters and make three things that I want to happen. Oh, in uh, this film, and I want Superman lives, yeah, exactly how it should have been, yeah, <laughs> and I want it's always sunny in Philadelphia to do the Danny DeVito Wolverine, yes, and and I want Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Doctor Hawk. No, I want we need <laughs> and a big fucking with that no. giant spider. No, we want Shia LaBeouf. Oh yes, to actually. play Superman. I definitely in want a that. new Superman lives. That we are gonna, we're gonna do that. We want, and then we're gonna promote it by doing the Superman Lives comic, but there's still the Tim Burton one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you've enjoyed that, let us know. If you know of any other films, like I might have missed out. I did some research on this, or any funny casting choices you think would be good. Please let us know by emailing us at talknerduk@gmail.com. Let us know in the comments down below, and yeah, we'll be back soon with another podcast about something. Pretty, pretty sick. Like we've been talking about today, and I'm just glad that I'm back in a in a one meter space room yeah, with you it's guys. Been good. It's, it's been good. And also, if you know how to do concept art or 
costume design, <laughs> please get in touch for our super. So Nicholas Cage is playing Joe Exotic? That's some terrible casting, man. <laughs> he should be playing the tiger. Step to the cage and it gets quick to rip your face off Just like he did in my favorite film Face off! You know the one where he and Sean Archer faced off So I place and put each other's face on what? But I'm not John Travolta, I'm Caster Troy I like my guns gold-plated and I'll cap your boy Oh, better get off that carousel, I'll suit ya But I'll never grab your ass without a hallelujah Wait, Joe Exotic getting played by Nicholas all he has to do is look like he got syphilis Be the tiger king, you gotta lower your appraisal And just like in racing Arizona, gotta snatch kids from cradles That would be crazy, kidnap a baby out his carriage Getting beaten down heavily just to fix his broken marriage An underrated film, hope he won't be character Around the tiger amateurs, going straight for another limb The cast of mine back 5,500 days The take of a lobster in the side of one Benjamin Gates, historian Delve deep into the artifacts and tracks Like the Indiana Jones of America's past for your leisure in your pocket is the key Got a national treasure on the docket for today but never say the big gates has ever been late To a day with Ben Frames Trace scattered in the United States You gon' feel that Johnny plays with the pen stand He can take you out in just one game Wasn't in the MCU But he still paved the way for all these other Marvel movies Breaking records till this day Got that fire head And I ain't talking foreplay Also brought some change in again They foreplay Writing tomato critics thinking that they're all that Ghost Rider brought the pool when you think Wicca, you might think furniture. Not Nick Cage facing crazy bacon murderers. Although some animals want a little girl, but damn, the you just gotta ask the critics to see how it got burned. Have to fight for his life, rapiery acolyte. See, the sisters want some honey, so they need a sacrifice. It's hard to bear, but at least we got the memes. Help the bees, help the bees, help the bees. Not cut the rabbit, let's make some magic happen We watching wizards with them plasma lighting on Manhattan When Cage be rocking mops on top, then brother know that it's true He training up a new apprentice like you know we would do Oh yeah, Bob is on display, yeah Here the men today, yeah And immortal world I played by the immortal cage, yeah Critics must be under my control without a hey, yeah This a magic movie that's more epic than Fantasia Wells, I sat in that armchair Arms started to swell, I was watching the bombshell A girl stabbed to death, Mary Ann had to make a plan but I'm trying to find a guy in a mass of sky. A deep dive in the world of porn and snuff. I'm back for revenge. Dick Eddie, the warning's up. Killed the machine with rain started to fill up. I saw the biggest secrets lines up in eight millimeters. Because Nicholas Cage is a tiger. The type of man who cannot be tamed. So when you try to cage up the tiger, you'll bring the tiger right out the cage. Nick Cage and Jacob.